Hello, and welcome to the Fuel Run Recover podcast, helping everyday runners fuel better, run smarter, and recover faster so you can reach your full performance potential. I'm your host, Stephanie Natchek, dietitian, fitness coach, and a fellow runner too. As the owner of Stephanie Natchek Performance Nutrition, I've spent the last 10 years helping runners learn to fuel their bodies, level up their running performance, and establish healthier relationships with food and exercise. If you're ready to reconnect with your love of running, then let's get started on today's episode. All right. So before we get started with today's episode, I wanted to invite you to check out a few great free resources that I created just for runners. To get them, all you have to do is click on the link in the show notes or visit www.stephanienachuk.com. If you visit my website, there's a little pop-up box that comes up and it'll prompt you to enter your email address and these guides will be sent right to your inbox. The first guide is my fueling guide for runners. So in this resource, you'll find my top fueling tips for runners, as well as some specific meal ideas for both your pre and post run fuel. If you've been struggling to understand what to eat when to support your running and just figuring out like what those meal ideas, like what those meals look like, what kind of foods you should be including before versus after you run, what the difference is between pre and post run fueling, then this guide is exactly what you need to get you started on the right path. The other guide that I created is my strength training guide for runners. So this guide includes both a PDF resource, has some tips, guidelines, and links to my YouTube series where I actually walk you through all of the exercises in the program. This is a great beginner strength training guide for runners who want an effective but efficient full body workout that helps support the key muscles and movements you need to run stronger and injury free. So once again, both of these guides are available together. I have them put together as a little bundle for you. You can just click on the link in the show notes or go over to www.stephanienatchek.com, enter your email address just the one time, and both of these free guides will get sent to your inbox right away. I hope you enjoy these resources and find them helpful in supporting you and your running. And now let's get into today's episode. All right. So welcome to today's episode of the Fuel Run Recover podcast, where I am very, very excited to be sitting down with another one of the Fuel Train Recover program graduates, Sherry Baxter, who has agreed to come on and uh, and share some of her story and journey with figuring out her fueling strategy and you know what she's really been able to accomplish over the last couple of months by taking a closer look at how she was approaching her nutrition but also her hydration part of that is because she lives somewhere very hot and very humid and she'll tell us all about that so uh sherry welcome to the show thank you so much for joining me today thank you yeah it's exciting glad to be here Great. So um, I would love if you could start by telling us a little bit more about yourself, how you got into racing and the types of events and uh, things that you train for. Okay, great. Uh, First of all, I'm 43. I was born and raised in Canada, but moved to Curacao, which is a Dutch Caribbean island next to Aruba, which is also a Dutch Caribbean island. (laughs) And uh, I moved here in early 2020. Um, but I started running in Canada more seriously back in 2018. So I decided to run a little more dedicatedly, I guess you could say in 2018, mostly for an outlet for stress. I had a 
pretty stressful job at the time. And I guess you could say I wasn't really managing that well. And I knew exercise was always a thing for me to, you know, to help manage that. So I started running. I signed up for a half marathon. It was in, uh, I was living near Vancouver at the time. So my first race was a half marathon, the the, uh, BMO half marathon in Vancouver, which uh, I do virtually now. I continue to do virtually. Then I took a little break. And then after COVID restrictions lifted in Curacao, I started running again here uh, in a very different climate. (laughs) And I also took a mountain biking because after moving here, uh, we had lockdowns and things like that. And I hadn't really had the opportunity to get out and meet a lot of people. Uh, So I wanted something new, a new challenge. So I started mountain biking um, with a club. And I've been with them since, uh, I think, 2021. And uh, I do mountain bike racing as well. So uh, there's a local marathon every year here. Uh, So with, you know, all the things that come with it, the 5K, 10K, half and full. So I do, I try to do the half every year, but I've also done the 10. And then there's uh, pretty much a mountain bike race every month or so with breaks at Christmas and uh, in the summer as well. Amazing. And so how many people live on that island? So how, how big is the population there? I think it's around 50, 60,000. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So small. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Uh, So it's, you know, yeah, basically the size of like a a small city, you know, kind of all contained there. And tell us more about the climate that you are training and racing in, because that's been a really big part of the work that we've done together is to also, you know, kind of adapt our strategy and the uh, focal points of, of your whole plan, given the fact that you do have, you know, a very unique climate there that you're racing and training in. Yes. So the Caribbean is hot and humid summer all year round. So uh, <laughs> in our, in our downtime, which is November till about July, it's, 24, 25 degrees at night, uh, and then getting up to, let's say, 30, 31 during the day. And in the hottest time, which is about August until October is like the really, really hot time. So right now it's about 28 at night and can get up to like low 40s during the day. Um, And the humidity is also a lot higher during the um, hottest time, but it's pretty much like 80% plus all year round. So it's very challenging for me. I find it very difficult, um, to exercise in this, in this climate, but I I'm doing my best. So my time suffer for it. Uh, and yeah, obviously the hydration is very, very important. Just, just regularly, like just in everyday life. I have stories from people who just don't even exercise that much. And they're telling me how, you know, starting to drink some electrolytes just throughout the day have, has really helped them feel, you know, like they have more energy. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's, it's crazy. It's a, it's a very challenging climate, particularly for people who haven't grown up here. Well, exactly, exactly. And, you know, we talk a lot about like heat acclimation, you know, in the summertime for for those of us who do have, you know, really distinctive seasons like we do in Canada. But, you know, moving to a climate where it's just kind of the 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 ante is just that much higher, like it's just that much sort of more intense. I mean, you've been there for a few years already and and still find it to be challenging at times. So that's really interesting. 
So with all the racing that you do, you said that there's, of course, um, you know, an annual. I just happened to come across an ad for a race that was happening on what would be our, like our first full day there. So why not? So I asked, yeah, I asked my husband, Hey, do you mind if, you know, on our first day I go and do this race? It was just a really neat concept. It was a, a relay race where I joined a team of uh, 12 other people. So a total of 13 of us and it oh. went around the whole Island. Yeah. Cool. So I just decided to reach out to them on a whim to say, Hey, you know, do, does any team need another person? Uh, I'd love to, you know, join and do this. I'll be on the island kind of thing. And uh, yeah, sure enough, there was a team that needed me. So um, as soon as we arrived there, we went straight from the airport to this restaurant where I had to pick up my race package and then um, drive in the dark, not knowing our way around, finding the spot that I had to wait <laughs> for for my teammate to pass me the baton and um, yeah, try to get a decent sleep and then wake up in the morning and go do that. So that amazing. Was, that was a favorite. Yeah. I yeah. was, it was, I didn't know anyone. I had never been there before and here I am, you know, running the, the island with them. So. And how cool. long was that whole race course? Like if there was 13 of you, like what's the distance around that island? Like how many <laughs> kilometers or miles did you have to run? Yeah, I can't remember the exact amount, but each one of us had between like three and five or six K to do oh, yeah. on our chunks. So yeah, yeah. Um, it was far enough, but I mean, to add, to add to the day, it was also a special event on the island itself. Well, it, it was for, it was like St. Martin day. And this was just one of the many events that was happening that day. But then yeah. there was also a protest by the French side, the, the island is divided into two sides, the Dutch side and the French side. And the French were having a, the French side was having a protest. I can't remember what they were protesting. It might've been COVID related. Uh, Cause I think this was in 2021, early 2021, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So there were streets that we were going to use that were closed. Um, oh, wow. We were trying to go to the finish to meet up with the rest of the team and we're blocked by protests, blocked by other events. So it was really, quite the logistical challenge. And here's me. I'm just like, I couldn't help it any way because I didn't, you know, here's me. I'm just a visitor, you know, yeah. never been there before. And I just tagged along for the ride, you know? Yeah. So that one was, that one was fun. Yeah. yeah. So, and then the other one, the other race was a mountain bike race that I did last November. It was called the duo extreme. So you have a teammate and the two of you ride it together and it's, um, called extreme because it's a very extreme route. It's very technical. It's very um, challenging. And uh, also that day, it's the first time I've ever done it. And that day was the worst weather. It had already been raining. So there was mud, but it just started pouring about 15 minutes before the race started. And we all took off in the rain and the mud was getting muddier and it was just getting gross out there. Slippery. We're all soaked from the get go just to add, you know, just to add a little extra challenge for someone who's never done it before. Right. So uh, personally for me, I kind of thrive in that. Cause I'm like, okay, well I've never done this before. It's like the worst case scenario. So, Hey, let's go. 
you know, let's, you know, if I can, and then at the end, I'm like, okay, if I can get through this, I could get through anything because I hadn't really trained for it. I had done sections of it, but I had never done the whole route. And I kind of decided at the last minute, okay, I'll give it a try. And I don't think my endurance was there because it was close to 50 K and, a, you know, a very challenging technical 50 K ride is hard on you. Mm-hmm. So I managed to make it to the end. Um, I fell a few times, of course, and it was covered in mud <laughs> and everything, yeah. but you know, that just kind of raised the like, I don't know, the badass factor, I guess you could say, uh, yes. you know, that, that I finished that and I finished like being very beginner at it, you know, finishing before, you know, some other people that have been riding longer than me. So that was, that was fun. Yeah. So you're not afraid yeah. of stepping up to a challenge. You are not afraid <laughs> of trying new things and kind of throwing yeah. yourself into unknown situations. Definitely a little bit of an adventure seeker spirit that you've got there. A little bit little yeah. bit. There's plenty of things I won't do, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, it's been a couple years now. I mean, you know, you said 2018 is when you started getting into running a little bit more seriously and then kind of added on the mountain bike uh, racing once you moved down there to, uh, to your island. And at what point did you start to think that, okay, maybe my nutrition needs some work and that you wanted to kind of work with somebody on your nutrition strategy specifically? Yes. So this is like a long story that I'll try and make short. So, so my life from 2018 until, uh, basically I, I just, I made the decision to start, um, looking more seriously into my nutrition. A lot happened in my life. And I was busy, stressful jobs, a lot of moves, moved to this island. And what I had done was I decided to take a year off work just to focus on me because I was really run down. I was really just, I was, luckily I was able to take the year off. So I took it and I, my whole focus was I want to get my fitness. I want to increase my fitness. I want to increase my health. I want to take the time to create a plan that's going to work for me when I return to work so that I can continue to do everything while I'm working so that I don't end up in the place where I was before. So part of that year off was a lot of training, like a lot of running, a lot of biking. So I have a running coach and, uh, I, I just, I was looking more, I, I was looking more into like improving my running, I was focusing more on performance. Now I've kind of stepped back a little bit and I'm, I'm a little bit more and I like, I'm doing it now for stress, relief and fun. But at, during that year off, I was really feeling competitive because I could go home and take a nap. You know, I could really, you know, push my body and recover a lot more because I wasn't working. So I found myself with a lot of guesswork um, when I was thinking about, you know, how to improve my running and how to feel better overall, just health-wise, Right. So, um, I came across a Facebook post that you had replied to somebody. I can't remember what the context was or what the discussion was, but it just got me thinking because you had mentioned that you're a performance nutritionist. And I I was really keen on that at the time performance. I was really looking to improve my performance. So that's why I reached out to you. Um, I found myself having a lot of guesswork when it came to, you know, fueling and hydration, I was falling into the traps of like, oh, I'm going to start running fasted. Like, oh, if I can manage a 10K fasted, wow, lose a lot of weight quickly. And that'll help me run faster because I'll have less weight. And, you know, just like things that, that I look back on and, and, you know, I came across that somewhere and I thought, oh, well, 
you know, people are, this is one approach that people are using. Maybe I should try that because I'm trying to get, you know, lose some weight and get more fit and stuff like that. So maybe this is the track I should go down. But then I wasn't sure. And I thought, you know what, I, I think it's best just to, let's just hear it from someone, <laughs> you know, who knows their stuff. You know, I just want to hear it from someone. And I, my approach was kind of like, and then I'll see, you know, and then I'll yeah. see if that's what I want to do or if I'm going to do these other things. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be no surprise for you to hear that everything is working really well <laughs> and I'm sticking <laughs> with it. And I have not gone back to trying to run 10 K fasted or some of those other things, you know, like, like yeah. low carb and stuff like that, like keto, keto runners and stuff. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say not to do that. I'm not going to like get down on those people. Like they've come to where they've come to they're on their own journey. But for me, I'm just saying for me, my priority was performance and, and we focused on the performance nutrition. And I, now I eat, I eat to perform. I don't eat to lose weight because I feel great the way that I am like, yeah, I could drop some more weight and I probably would, it'll probably eventually happen, but I just feel so good now that I don't want to change anything. I want to keep doing what I'm doing because for me, the way I feel out there when I'm running, the way I feel when I'm out there on my bike and I've got, you know, I feel strong the whole time. I feel like, you know, if I have to give her close to the end, I'm going to have that there for me. You know, I'm yeah. going to be able to do it. And just going out with that confidence is a really great feeling. You know, like that's another big thing, having the confidence. Yeah. I love that. When I, I love said that. that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, to, to kind of recognize that you've got different options, you know, there's lots of different dietary strategies that you can use. Yes. There are different things that you can implement and incorporate. Let's, let's start trying some different things and, and kind of give it a chance and figure out what's going to work best. Be very open-minded about all yeah. these different options that are in front of me. It's such a, a nice way to go about doing things because then you can just take what works you can leave what doesn't, and then you can really figure out that strategy that's going to be most effective for you. So I love that approach and and that mindset. And even though now you're no longer, you know, as focused on the big volume and the intensity of the training and, you know, doing as much on the physical side, because now you've got more on your plate being back at work and everything, you know, we still need to feel to perform in every aspect of our daily lives, yeah. right? Like, it's not just about the intense training, that level of racing and and volume that you are putting in for those that that year, but also just being able to fuel ourselves during the day so that we can perform our best at work and have energy left over at the end of the day to have activities in the evening and we're not just like dead after the workday. You know, that idea of performance nutrition can really permeate into all areas of our lives, which is such a, a wonderful additional benefit. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I, I do feel that way. Just my energy levels in general are, are much improved, particularly yeah. with the hydration. Like that, that is like, that is one thing for sure that I notice. like, I don't feel as tired and I don't feel as hungry when I'm drinking enough, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. because your, your mind can trick you into thinking you're hungry if you're thirsty, you know? So yeah. So we've, we've kind of touched a couple of times on hydration and that maybe will be on your list, um, list for this next topic, but what were some of the biggest or most impactful lessons that you took away from your time in the program? Like what were some of the things that 
um, you know, you, you were able to incorporate and, and were kind of the biggest things that you walked away with. Yeah. The hydration for sure. Like I, I like even back in Canada when the climate wasn't as challenging, uh, even back then I really could have used help from someone. I I've never been like a big water drinker, you know, and I certainly, I didn't even start even looking at electrolytes until my, my first half marathon where someone said like, yeah, maybe you should drink some that I'm like, Oh, okay. Uh, I'll drink half a bottle of, uh, caffeinated, uh, what was it now? Noon or something. I'm like, Oh, a few sips of that on my long run, you know? Yeah. Good enough. So, you know, like I was completely clueless, absolutely completely clueless. And uh, I didn't understand the role of it. And I mean, mind you, I could have done some, you know, some research and investigation and I, you know, I was like slowly starting to learn about it and stuff like that. But, um, I mean, here I was just like in this climate, I, there was no way around it. Like I just needed to know, okay, what, what do I do? What do I need to do? So that, I don't know if you want me to get into the like dynamics of it or anything, but, um, you know, basically like understanding how much water you're losing on your workout, like uh, that never would have occurred to me to even go there and like weigh myself before and after and figure that out and then go from there. Like that was Anyway, I drink way, way more now, like during my workouts than I ever did. And I find myself drinking more than I see other people who, you know, are more experienced at the sports than me, more experienced runners, more experienced riders. And I'm thinking to myself, maybe you're, you know, you're missing something there, but, um, you know, it just goes, it goes to that feeling strong. Right. And I'm not going to change something that's making me feel that great. Yeah. So that, that was one of the, the really key things for me. And, and I don't know what general advice you have for people like to check in, to see if they're on the right track with that or not. But I seriously recommend they do check in somehow, some way to make sure that they're getting that right. And then the, yeah. uh, one of the other big things that I took away was the performance aspect of it, like eating to fuel the runs and the rides, but also how much do I eat during? That was another big, like guesswork thing for me like I think maybe I'd have one gel or something every 45 minutes after the first hour so maybe I wasn't so way off on on that as I was with the hydration but uh, outside of the run itself I certainly wasn't eating enough and I wasn't eating the right things and that's one of the things that's made a big difference for me like I'm mostly doing it for the runs and the performance and the rides and stuff like that but I just also feel like in general like eating that way across the board. I just, my body feels better. I kind of don't feel like when I eat, I don't feel overfull and I don't feel gross from too much fat or whatever. And, you know, and I don't feel like, you know, like yucky full and bloated and stuff like that for my meals and things. So that just yeah. makes it, uh, you know, just makes me feel great. Yeah. And just you bring up a really overall. important point there about, you know, your level of experience or like your years in the sport, not necessarily dictating how much you know or don't know about these things like nutrition and hydration, because I work with a ton of runners who are not new to the sport of running. Like they've been running for decades, but this is the first time that they maybe have have been made aware of the fact that maybe something with their hydration or their nutrition is lacking. The same way I work with lots of new runners who are just getting into the sport and want to make sure they're kind of doing everything right from the outset. I work with lots of people who it takes them many, many years of frustration and disappointment and not really understanding why things aren't going the way that they want them to be going. 
before they sort of clue in to maybe that being a factor. So don't let your years of experience in the sport or someone else's years of experience in the sport kind of dictate or determine whether or not they have that certain level of expertise or, or whether what they're saying or suggesting is necessarily right or wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And so in terms of, of results, you've talked a little bit about having more energy and how great that's felt and the better performance and, and stuff like that. So are there any, uh, you know, you talk a little bit more about those, but in general, what results were you most excited about? Like what were some of the things that happened for you since you started looking more closely at your nutrition and your hydration strategy that, that were really exciting for you? Well, most things are improving. Um, and I, I know it's a combination of training and, and eating, you know, you have to train properly, you have to eat properly, you have to recover properly, but you know, it, I'm just on that upward trend. You know what I mean? Um, I'm very competitive, so I'm not going to be, I really don't think I'm going to be winning any running races any day soon, but, uh, but I have won some mountain bike races, albeit I'm in the beginner category right now because I literally have only been doing it for two years, but, um, you know, it feels good to, to, to win a race and that the particular race that I won, uh, we had touched base and we had tweaked a little thing with my nutrition. And I just, I, I won that race feeling so strong from beginning to end. And it was just like a great feeling overall, just like feeling so strong through the whole thing and, and, uh, you know, and just winning it and, and, and getting to, you know, to enjoy that thinking to myself, you did everything right, yeah. <laughs> you know? So yeah. that's a good feeling. And you're like, I'm on the right track. Hopefully, you know, there's going to be more wins, but, uh, I use races mostly for the motivation to keep me getting out there, keep me training. You know, I, I'm not necessarily like having to prove anything to anyone or myself or anything like that. I, I do races mostly for the motivation, but I, I do have a competitive side. So, you know, I, uh, if I set out to do something, I'm going to give it my best shot, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And what were some of the things that you started doing differently that you were most surprised by? Like, you know, you said you started doing kind of a little bit of research into nutrition and getting some kind of mixed mixed messaging and some different things. And you were like, oh, you know, I could go this route. I could go that route. Uh, when you finally came around to figuring out this nutrition plan that that we built for you, what was the most surprising thing that you learned or the most surprising thing that you started doing differently? Well, I didn't know. Okay, so there's two things. First, I didn't know how much better I could feel while performing. Okay. okay. And that was okay. one thing. So for yep. me, that was a huge surprise, like how strong I would actually feel, you know, and um, the confidence that I would have from it. Yeah. And then the other thing was eating more, particularly before, you know, this whole fasted thing, I was going down that road, right? Yeah. But sometimes I would eat a little bit if I was really hungry. But now I actually eat a lot before and you have to time it properly, like, you know, two, two to three hours before, you know, kind of thing, like the timing of it and the amount of it um, and not getting any weight from that. So in fact, I found my body composition changing. Like I didn't, I haven't necessarily lost any weight, but my body looks different because it's stronger now, yeah. you know? And I feel, uh, cause I'm eating less fat. I just feel, you know, I feel full, but not yucky full. And I, mm -hmm. I, I just, I think, 
maybe I should explain that a little bit. Like I feel if I eat a fatty meal, I feel yucky full. I don't just mm-hmm. feel full. I feel yucky full. But when I am um, following a plan and I'm eating that less fat and the proper amount of carbs and the proper amount of protein and stuff, I feel full, but I don't feel yucky. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, those were the two things like how much better I didn't realize how much better I would feel while performing. And the other thing is eating properly did not have any negative consequences yeah. <laughs> for me. That's fantastic. And I really love, you know, the word that you used, um, you know, before about confidence, right? Like having Mm -hmm. confidence in the plan. And I think that that is so, so key for sustainability because most people, they're not looking for a short-term fix or kind of a quick fix or something they're only going to follow for a month or two and then move away from or anything like that. Like I think as, as a whole, we've really moved beyond wanting that fad diet sort of experience. People want to make long-term lasting changes. But the only way that we can really achieve that is if we have confidence in the plan enough that we stick with it long-term. If we're Mm -hmm. still second-guessing everything, if we don't have confidence in what we're doing, if we're worried and anxious and kind of questioning, then it's really hard to get the sustainability that we're looking for. And then every week, every two weeks, we're totally changing things up and we're, we're not giving things enough time to settle in and actually give us the results that we're looking for. Just like you don't get ready for a race in two weeks, it takes time to sometimes build up the results from your nutrition and to kind of see it pay off. And the only way we can do that is if we have confidence in what we're actually trying to implement. So for people who kind of can relate, um, you know, you don't have to live in a tropical climate, I think, to relate to, uh, to Sherry's story or experience here. But for anybody who's listening that, you know, is, is struggling, seeing a lot of mixed messaging out there, not feeling their best and not really knowing like what to do, how to approach it, how to start to figure out what's really going to work best for them. What advice do you have for those runners who are kind of where you were at a couple of years ago? Mm -hmm. It's really hard. Uh, I'm not sure what I would have needed to hear back then. Like everybody has to go through their own process in discovering these things, but I would just, I would just say like, go back to the basics and start over, you know, go back to like trying to analyze when you felt the best and why, and maybe Mm. using that as a starting point. Yeah. Yeah. And then seeking advice from a trusted source. Um, I I trusted you because, you know, your background, this, you were a nutritionist. So I trusted you, right. You weren't, you know, just another person on Facebook giving advice, you actually, you know, you're, you're trained in this and your education background is this, right? So, um, so you are my trusted source for that. And yeah, I guess maybe keep a diary of, of how you're feeling and when, and maybe, you know, you have to try a few things, you know, here and there and see where it takes you. But yeah, just, I, I guess maybe another thing is don't be afraid to keep trying and changing things because I'm still on an evolution. I have the groundwork, I have the blueprint, but exactly what it is I choose within those parameters I'm still I'm still experimenting with right so there's there's a lot more you can do and there's ways to keep it exciting and new because you know you don't want to fall into a rut and you're like oh I'm eating oatmeal again you know (laughs) like you sometimes you need to change it up or you're just like okay I don't want to do this right so I'm not sure if that 
that answered your question well. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. And, you know, to think back to a time when you felt good mm-hmm. and, and really analyzing like what what was happening at that time. And, and that might be nutrition related or it might be training related. It might be work related, like whatever it was, but being able to think back of like, you know, what are your goals? What are you trying to achieve when you think on, on how you want to feel? When have you felt that way before to kind of dig into what's missing, I think really gives mm-hmm. people a, re- a lot of good indication as to where they need to go for help. And, and maybe it is a nutrition thing. You know, I, honestly, a lot of times it is a nutrition thing because it's just not kind of at the top of the priority list for so many people. Or maybe it is a stress management issue, or maybe it is something that we need to tweak with training or, or what have you. Um, but to really just do that self-reflection, figure out what it is that you're actually missing and actually need will give you so much direction of kind of where to go to look for the help that you need. Because if the problem is ultimately that you need help with your nutrition, but you keep hiring, you know, running coach after running coach after running coach, you maybe aren't, you know, you're not going to get the answer you're looking for. If the problem is that you need to better manage your work-related stress, you know, possibly working with a dietitian isn't going to get you the full, the full recovery or, or sort of experience that you need there too. So really digging into what it is that you're lacking and missing, I think is a great, great piece of advice and a very good first step for people who are are knowing that they're not really feeling their best right now. So I love that. Yes. And I just thought of one more thing is making sure that the strategy you're currently using is in line with your goals. So for me, Mm -hmm. my goal was to perform better, but here I am using a fueling strategy to lose weight. And those two were not working together. (laughs) You know, I'm not going to perform better by eating less. I'm not going to feel stronger on my runs when I haven't eaten in 12 hours, you know? So like, you know, if I wanted to get out there and run and hardly eat anything and, you know, see where that took me, that's one thing, but that's not what I was doing. So that didn't work. Fantastic. Last point. Fantastic. Last piece of advice, knowing what your goals are, getting really clear on that and making sure that your strategy is actually in alignment with what you're trying to achieve. That's wonderful. So thank you so much, Sherry, for taking the time to sit down and chat with me today. I really, really appreciate you sharing your experience and, you know, the wisdom that you have picked up along the way. I think it's really helpful for other people to hear it um, and helpful for other people to be able to kind of learn from your experiences and and learn from your journey. Um, Before we go, is there anything else you wanted to share or do you have any places where you like to connect with other runners where people can, you know, find you on social media? Do you share anything about your training? I'm sure you probably have some beautiful photos of uh, where you train and race that you maybe put online somewhere. No, I don't do any of that. No. All right. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not big on that kind of thing. I keep it all to myself pretty much just because, you know, I'm doing it for me and maybe it's my age or something. I don't know, but yeah, I read everyone else's comments, but I will rarely make my own. um, And I don't post about myself. So, yeah, fair so enough. Sorry about that, but <laughs> all good, all good. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you again for joining me today. I really appreciate it. And best yes. of luck with your training and your upcoming races. I hope that there are more wins in your future. Yes, that's a plan. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you everyone for listening into this episode of the Fuel Run Recover podcast. I really appreciate you spending your time with us today and we will see you in next week's episode. Bye for now. 
The information on this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not to be used or relied upon for the diagnosis or treatment of any health condition. This information does not create a client-practitioner relationship and should not be used as a substitute for professional medical advice.